0: When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA safe pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30 percent with USAA safe pilot. Restrictions apply. All right, so check this out. I'm not sure if I'm hyper-aware or paranoid, but I've had several weird things happen recently and hearing so many others with similar stories too. First, several months ago, I was in a shopping center, and a man walking towards me on the sidewalk said, Hey, you dropped something. I looked him in the eye, but I kept walking. I knew that I hadn't dropped anything. Then about 30 minutes later, I went downtown. It's just a few minutes' drive from where I was before. and I was walking in a busy area with a lot of restaurants. And another man said and did the exact same thing. Only this time he was aggressive about it and rude, yelling at me for not giving him a response. The second weird encounter was while walking my dog on a grassy area behind my apartment. The city owns the land, however, I've never seen people walk around there. As I was walking out of a little wooded area there, my dog abruptly turns around and barks at a man that he notices he acted very surprised when i turned around and my initial thought was that he was following me he asked me if i had seen a cat and then he laughed i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he was nervous but i still felt weird for days after who laughs when they're missing their pet though you know anyway the last encounter was in my office space that i rent I have neighbors in the building, and specifically, a new one was interacting with me. He came to my door and knocked on it and started to tell me about himself. He told me he doesn't have any friends in the building, and neither do I, because, I mean, I'm there for work. Our conversation was pleasant, but then he said, I asked Charlie which car you drive. I never get to see you here, and I was just wondering. He asked for my contact for my business and I was reluctant between giving my email or my phone number. He acted so frustrated and said just give me one or give me a card. Honestly, I was nervous and just blurted it out in hopes that I'd never have to see him again. When I didn't respond to a message from him a few days later, he came back to my office while I was with the client. He slipped notes through the door, and I decided to tell him politely that I was too busy and not accepting new clients. The friends that I've talked to say just to keep trusting my gut and to keep my distance. I don't leave my office without walking with someone or calling someone now, and I'm just tired of being on edge. We had just moved to a new city, and I was about 11 at the time. There weren't any bus routes that came near where I lived, so my mom had to pick me up from school every day and take me in the mornings. But for this specific scenario, my mom didn't want to have to drive all the way to the school to get me because it was too busy with other parents picking up their kids, so she wanted me to walk to a local gas station and wait for her to pick me up from there. And we did this for a little while. And one of those times, I was waiting out front of the gas station, waiting for my mom to come and get me. I never really felt safe there, so I always stood with my back against the wall and watched the people while they got gas. Most of the time, nobody ever bothered me. They had places to be. But one time, this adult man walked up to me and asked if I wanted to ride home. I was so surprised and scared that he had come up to me that I didn't even hear what he said. So I, wanting to be polite, I laughed and nodded. And then he looked really pleased and started motioning for me to come with him back to his car. At this point, I realized what he had asked me and I was getting really nervous because I didn't want to suddenly change my mind and tell him no, that I didn't really want to go with him. He noticed that I wasn't following and he told me to hurry up and come along I told him that I didn't actually want to and I'd be okay because my mom should be here any minute and then he started to argue with me and tell me that it was no trouble and that I really should go with him because I'd get home much faster he even tried to tell me that if I went he'd stop and get me something to eat on the way home I tried really hard to tell him that I didn't want to go, but he kept insisting and he was starting to get closer. I didn't know if I should run inside the store or not, but I was too scared to go anywhere. Thankfully, before he could get too close to me, I saw my mom's car parked on the street where she usually waited. I didn't know how long she had been there, but I told him that that was my mom and then I ran to her car and I got in. I told her what happened and she told me that it was good that I didn't go with him and that next time I should go into the store if anybody bugs me like that. I remember seeing him get into his van while we were driving away, but I never saw him again. Although about a week later, a kid from my school did get into a van with someone and they went missing for a few days. When they found them, they had been assaulted and dumped on the side of the road somewhere. Thankfully, still alive, all I could think about is that it must have been the same guy and that could have been me. I'm a 15-year-old male and yesterday I was on a bike ride at my local park when this dude in a shiny red Jeep Wrangler pulls up next to me and asks me for directions. The conversation transcript is as follows. He says, Hey, do you know how to get to Darby from here? I said, Oh yeah, just go down this road and turn right at the gas station. Um, or as I point in the direction he comes from, I say, Maybe it's that way. You know, I'm not really sure. Sorry, I've lived here for like six years, but I'm terrible with directions. The man says, It's just that my GPS is broken. Where are you from? This is the point where I'm getting kind of creeped out. This dude's tone, his general vibes, they're just, you know, off. I'm autistic, so I'm not very good at judging tone, but he's using the same voice that psychologists talk to you with during a panic attack. He's not asking for directions like a normal person. I don't know how to describe it, but the way he was looking at me made me really uncomfortable. Answering his question, I said, here? He asked me, what's your name? I told him my name. He says his name is Dave, and I say, hey, it's nice to meet you, Dave. Dave says, you're pretty cute. I just said, thanks. He says, do you want to jump in and have some fun? At this point, I'm starting to get back on my bike and go home because I'm getting really scared, but I'm trying not to show it because, geez, dude, I don't know if this dude has a gun with him, or other dudes, or sleeping darts, or or what, man. All I know is that he's in this big ass Jeep with tinted windows, and I don't like this situation. He says, do you want to stay and chat for a while? I tell him no, thanks, it's almost dinner and my mom's probably waiting for me. Then I biked home, and when I got home, I waited for my mom to finish up her phone call and I told her what had just happened she called the police and well that about sums it up i don't know i'm just really jittery right now and i wanted to tell somebody it doesn't help that i already have anxiety i go to that park a lot and i know that a ton of little league baseball games get hosted there plus there's a kids soccer camp there this time of year i'm kind of freaked out and i really hope they catch whoever it was for the sake of the community The police told me to call 911 if I ever saw that dude in that car again. So, for some background information, me and my friend are both reasonably scrawny teenage girls. We were camping and it was very foggy outside. It was like in the middle of the evening. So... My friend and I were hanging out at the beach, looking at all the sandcastles from the competition that took place earlier that day, and we had to use the bathroom and wash the sand off of our feet. So, she was washing her feet off and I was going to the bathroom, and I heard the distinct sound of keys jangling. Keep in mind, as I think that this is pretty important. So, after I got out of the bathroom, my friend was waiting for me just outside and I asked if she had seen anyone leaving the bathroom, but she had just gotten there, apparently. We were just standing around when I heard the keys again. I looked up, and I saw a man. He was in his mid to late 20s, early 30s at the latest. He had extremely greasy blonde hair, sunken eyes, a hoodie on with his hood up, and overall, a pretty sketchy-looking dude. He circled the bathrooms that my friend and I were standing by a few times, and he was always watching us whenever we were in view, which I took note of. My friend still didn't notice, though. Anyway, a minute or two later, she asked me if I wanted to go sit at a picnic table with her, and I accepted because I wanted to get away from these bathrooms. So, we walked over to the table, but he followed us. And I know because of his keys. We sat at the table and she was talking to her boyfriend on Snapchat and I was reading over her shoulder as I normally do. But while I was reading with her, I told her that the guy was watching us and about what I noticed before we went to the table. As I was telling her about that, I felt like I was being watched. So I looked over and I made direct eye contact with the guy who had the keys. After we both gave an awkward smile, he broke eye contact and he walked over to another man who I didn't really get a good look at and they kept looking at my friend and I. So we got up and walked over to the little playground near where we just were and we just kind of talked but this time she was paying attention to where the guys were. Not even a minute later, the two men walked by over to a small patch of woods that had a red car parked near it. Due to where I was sitting, I couldn't see the men anymore, but my friend could, and she said that the blonde one kept peeking back at us from behind a tree, and the other one was out of sight. So we decided to use this to our advantage, and we ran over to the little restaurant-type thing, which gave us a clear view of them and them a clear view of us. The blonde guy got into the car with who we believed to be the other guy, Now, our fight or flight was kicking in, and we both chose flight. So we went behind the restaurant, which was closed and had been for about an hour. We both ran down the stairs to behind a transport truck that had been there since early the day before, so we knew the driver wasn't in there. My friend looked out from behind the truck and saw the car from earlier circling around the area, so as soon as it was out of sight, we ran as fast as we could... And thankfully, there were other people around, so we calmed down, knowing that the guys probably wouldn't come for us with other people there. We made it back to our campsite safely and watched movies and stuff before we went to bed, and we didn't see the guys for the rest of the trip. Now, I know that probably wasn't the scariest of encounters out there, but it left us shaken to our core because... Who knows what would have happened if I wasn't always hyper-aware of my surroundings. I'm a 31-year-old female, and I love doing my grocery shopping at night because it's far less crowded, and it's a little bit uh, therapeutic for me. This happened just a couple of nights ago. I was leaving from my shift at the hospital, so it's nighttime. I've loaded my groceries into my car and I'm heading home. I'm very much aware of my surroundings at all times, especially at night. I leave the parking lot with no one seemingly around me, no pedestrians or anybody else leaving in their vehicles. The way home for me requires that I turn left onto the main road. And... I'm not even kidding, as soon as I've made my turn onto the highway, there was a car right behind me, also pulling onto the highway with me. It looked like there were flashing lights behind me and I start to panic, thinking, oh shoot, did I make a wonky traffic move? Or maybe there was a police cruiser further up the road, but no, there was nothing. I figured it was just the car behind me hitting a bump in the road and it was their headlights reacting to that. Okay, cool. Now, this road has two lanes, and I need to make a right turn off of it later. So, I get over in the right lane. Unfortunately, there's a line of traffic full of others needing to turn right as well, sooner than where my turn is. So, I safely get back into the left lane to bypass all of the congestion. Now, the other car that appeared from nowhere at the grocery store is far behind me, As I'm bypassing this congested traffic, I see flashing lights again. Then I think, okay, cool. I get it, dude. It's now clear that they were the ones flashing their lights at me before as well. Then I move over back into the right lane once it's clear, thinking they're definitely trying to tear up the road, right? Well, wrong. Whoever this person is, is slowly creeping up beside me and coasts alongside me, still flashing their lights. It's a black luxury car, a BMW. I try looking into their cab to maybe see if it's someone I know, but I can't make out a dang thing. They continue to ride beside me for a few more blocks until my gut suddenly clenches up like a fist. I finally let off my accelerator and let them coast farther ahead. They seemed to try to slow down too, but... I'm having none of it, and I slowed down even more until my turn. I don't even signal. I just veer off and head home. Now, what did I encounter that night? My headlights were on, so they couldn't have been signaling me for that. They were not trying to pass me. My car is brand new, so there were no weird issues happening that they could have been trying to tell me. What were they trying to do with me? I was, and still am, Freaked out. Me and my friends enjoy making mountain bike trails in the woods on a mountain near our houses. One day, they couldn't go outside, so I brought my younger sister with me. I was also going to bring my little brother, who was going to be a little bit late since he was at a friend's house. This day was a little bit rainy, and it was cold. Nobody would be hiking the trails this day. They had never seen what me and my friends had been working on on the past couple of months, so that day was the day to show them. Basically, you walk straight to a trail, and when it turns 90 degrees, you go off the right, off the trail, then around a bend, and there is an overgrown, abandoned forest road. At the end of this forest road, we had a small trail that led to the bottom of our MTB trail. Me and my sister waited for my little brother, but then my mom called me, telling me that my brother didn't know where to go. So I told my sister to go all the way back and wait for him outside the trail in the neighborhood. She never saw him since he decided he didn't know where to go, despite the clear instructions since my mom then called me once more telling me that he was back home then i called my sister to tell her to come back up the trail telling her very clearly make sure nobody's following you this wasn't for our safety but so nobody would discover these trails that me and my friends were building but this time it was different As my sister was walking up the trail, I could look from the side all the way across the forest road where she was on her way up. Then I thought to myself, was she wearing a white jacket before? Then I realized, as the figure got more towards the clearing, that this wasn't my little sister. This was a grown man. Nobody would ever find this trail, and if they did, they would have no reason to come up here. Plus, the rain for the past couple of days made the trail mostly muddy. Like, extremely muddy. I started running down the trail and then behind a tree so that I could call my sister and tell her not to go up the trail. Then I heard, ''What are you doing?'' It was my little sister. She had already made it all the way up back to the trail, and then I knew what happened. This man followed my sister up the trail, I was terrified, and I can tell my sister started to pick up on that, and I was being very serious. We waited around ten minutes, but we couldn't see the person anymore. There was no way to go but up the trail towards us, unless this person hid in the trees off the forest road. As we made our way back quickly and quietly, I felt the sense that I was being watched. We made it to our bikes, which were thankfully still there, and I told my sister to pick up her bike so that we could walk through the rest of the trail without the noise of our hubs clicking. This way, we could hear everything going on around us. Then I saw, just towards the entrance of the trail where it was much easier to see footprints, there was one set of large boot prints on top of my sister's small footprints meaning they were more recent that confirmed for me right then and there that i was not going insane we started riding our bikes to the neighborhood where i made sure that we weren't being followed luckily we made it back home we told our parents who were glad i was out there as well and all i could think was what if i wasn't there what would have happened to my sister Alright, so check this out. I discovered this community a few weeks ago, and I keep thinking about perhaps the silliest glitch that I've ever encountered. I'm on vacation right now, so I took a moment to search the old Facebook to find the original post that I made about the incident. This took place in 2016 in Seattle, Washington, USA. Here's what I wrote. I took a walk during my break from work today. On my way up the hill in Madison, I found myself walking behind a guy with a large, fluffy, off-white dog and a woman in an orange shirt pushing a baby carriage. They were walking separately, several yards apart, and didn't seem to be associated with each other. As I was walking out of the parking garage, the guy's dog dragged him into the entrance for a moment to sniff. I believe I was gone for about 35 minutes, then, alas, I had to go back to work. So I waited for the light to change, I crossed Madison, and started walking back down the hill. I found myself following a guy with a large, fluffy, off-white dog, and a woman with an orange shirt pushing a baby carriage. They were walking entirely separately. Just before I turned into the alley to go back into the building, the dog dragged the guy into the entrance of the parking garage to sniff. Same people. The guy with the dog was in front, the woman with the baby carriage was second, and I was behind them both times. I have no idea how or why this happened, but it was kind of hilarious. This was an experience that my parents had but related to me the next day. When I graduated from high school in 1998, we moved down to Monticello, Georgia into an old farmhouse that my great-grandparents owned. My great-grandmother passed away in 1994, and my great-granddad was in a personal care home, unable to live on his own, and deeded the property to my parents so that it would remain in the family. He would pass away in 2002. The way this house was designed resulted in two doors on the front porch, and one door on the back porch. One door leads into what had always been the living room. The other door leads into a bedroom that's right at the front of the house. My grandmother told me that it was originally a sitting room. The sitting room usually had the nicest furniture that you could afford, but was only used when you had important company visiting, like the preacher. It was adjacent to the dining room, which would have made sense. The immediate household family would eat in the kitchen on any other occasion and would gather in the main room on any other day. But when the preacher came to call, or some other out-of-town or important visitor, you went into the sitting room. After we had lived there for over a year in late 1999, with a few horses on the farm that my mom bought and wanted to breed, I had worked three jobs so far, two in retail and one at a warehouse that stocked a national brand of hand tools. I worked second shift at the warehouse and since it was a 30-minute drive, I'd often not get home until about 12.30 a.m. and sometimes even later if I decided to join some of my co-workers at a nearby Waffle House for coffee and pie. Due to the job and work environment, I was required to wear steel-toed shoes. At the time, my ankles were rather weak and I always seemingly walked on the insides of my feet. To help correct this, I'd always wear high-top shoes or boots. When I would come home from work, I would usually come in through the front door, leading directly into my room. The whole house had hardwood floors and the bedrooms and living room had area rugs to help muffle the sounds of footsteps and to keep the room temperatures somewhat in check. It was literally two steps from the door to the edge of my bed, so when I got home, the first thing I did was sit on the bed and take off my boots. I would then be wearing socks to wander through the rest of the house, to use the bathroom, to get a snack from the kitchen, and then finally go back to my room to watch TV before going to bed. However, this one night, my parents heard the door in the living room unlock and then open they heard my boots walking around on the hardwood floor in the living room into the kitchen and into the back of the house where the bathroom and the utility room were our old dog pete was asleep in the living room and when i supposedly walked into the living room he thumped his tail in greeting my parents were lying in their bed wondering when i was going to go into my room myself i got home maybe an hour after the incident they were sound asleep, but talked to me the next morning about what happened. They asked if I had gotten up early. I said that I didn't. And they asked why I came in through the living room instead of through my bedroom door, and why I didn't take my shoes off before walking back towards the bathroom and around the rest of the house. I did none of those things, I told them. Maybe somebody did come in the house, snoop around, and then leave. Maybe they were dreaming and thought that they heard me come home. My parents had me worried as well. So, I've been following this channel for a while now, but I've never posted any supposed glitches that have happened to me because, well, honestly, I doubt my own memory a lot. However... These two things happened only a day apart, and I am 100% certain that I'm not just remembering wrong or going crazy. The first glitch has to do with my favorite pair of socks. They have frogs on them, and I love them. I specifically remember being really sad a couple of months ago because one sock out of the pair had gotten a hole in the toe. That feeling really bothers me a lot, so... I just stopped wearing that pair of socks. A couple days ago, going through my socks to throw away ones that don't fit or have holes, etc., I come across my frog socks again, but they're both completely fine. No holes in the toes. I know it was these socks that had a hole because they were my only frog socks and I loved them so much. It's so weird, but also really cool because now I can wear my favorite socks again. Thanks, universe. My next glitch was less than 24 hours after the socks. On my hour-long lunch break, I usually get fast food, I sit in my truck to eat it, and then I go to the gas station for a drink and a snack to last me the rest of my shift. That day, I wanted a Mountain Dew and one of those smaller cans of Pringles, I specifically wanted the sour cream and onion can, the little green one. The flavors are on different shelf heights and the green can is on the very bottom shelf. I know I grabbed the green can because I squatted all the way down to grab it off the bottom shelf. I set my two things on the counter to be rang up. I remember spacing out a bit, just staring at the card reader until the transaction went through, and when I finally saw remove card. I kind of snapped out of my spacey feeling and went to grab my two things, but my chip can was red. The original Pringle flavor. That flavor is on a whole different shelf, and I know I grabbed the green one, but it was suddenly red. I just shook it off and left with my stuff because I didn't want the employees or other customers to think that I was crazy. I've never had glitches this apparent that I'm so sure of, And I know it isn't just bad memory, but I do feel crazy. I don't know what else to do other than to post it here and see if you find it as weird as I do and maybe have any kind of explanation. So I bring my own computer mouse to work. I'm a weirdo about having a back button on a mouse and work mice never have them. Anyway... At the end of every day, I go through the same ritual of shutting down and packing up before going home. I pull the unifier out of the work laptop and put it in my mouse. I wrap it in a white washcloth to avoid damage and then I put it in my bag. I got home one night last week and I couldn't find my mouse. I distinctly remember putting it in my bag because it was the last item that I put in right on top. Frustrated, I literally removed every single damn thing from my bag. I patted it down. I even shook it upside down and nothing. And I feel like I go through this quite a bit. And for some reason, this time I was pissed. Like I was fuming. And I know I put it in my bag. Well, I went to sleep. I woke up. I grabbed my bag and I went back to work. Hoping to see my mouse on my desk... I was disappointed when I didn't. So I opened up my bag and there it is, right on top. It's the only thing in that slot of the bag, impossible. My anger was certainly disproportionate to the scenario because there's, really, there's no logic to it and as much as I try to let it go, it lingers with my subconscious wrestling with the mystery of why? What was this about? Having thrown that kind of tantrum, you better be damn sure that I absolutely made sure I put my mouse in my bag after work the next night. Cursing under my breath the whole time, I wrapped it in the washcloth, tucked it snug alongside the side, zipped up securely, and off I went home for the night. Well, I get home, I open my bag, no mouse. No way less than 30 minutes ago i just huffed and puffed like i was somehow proving to myself that it was in the bag this time i just i just collapsed in defeat i sat on the floor for a long time staring at the floor wondering what the frick is going on completely different state of mind this time sedated and out of sorts to wrap this up i went to work and the mouse was sitting on my desk this time not in a washcloth it was just sitting there. Now, the mostly logical part that runs things in my head knows that we have to move on, but there's a faction that's putting up a fuss and is having a very difficult time moving on until the scene is somehow reconciled. In every other area of life social, professional relationships, interacting with the public, other basic cognitive functions, physical health, recent blood work was perfect. My memory and my recall remains superior to others within a 20-year radius of my age. Things are normal, and there hasn't been any major changes that I can tell or that my friends can tell. And they would most definitely tell me. So, to my alternate that's messing with my computer mouse, what the hell is all this about? Richfield, Ohio. 1992. I was at a campground after a show and I was tripping on mushrooms and I took a big inhale on a balloon of nitrous oxide, which was laughing gas. At the time, it was easy to get medical dental gas in Ohio, so people were selling balloons everywhere. Well, I was young and crazy and didn't know how insane things got when you do nitrous while tripping. I was sitting at a picnic table and the gas just knocked me out and I fell backwards on my back but I felt nothing because instantly I was no longer in Ohio. I was laying face down in wet grass and I look up and I see where I lived when I was 8 years old. I see my mom walking to the car that she had back then looking just like she did back then with the late 70s clothes and she looks at me. And I'm face down in the grass still and I see concern on her face and she says something but no sound comes out and she slowly starts walking towards me and boom I'm back in the campground laying on my back now I'm serious when I tell you that it was as real as it gets I relived a memory I later told her and she remembered right away we were about to go somewhere and me and this neighbor kid were playing And he was chasing me, and apparently, while running, he pushed me forward, and I landed hard and hit my head and blacked out for a few seconds. That memory was in there somewhere, but I got my head rattled and didn't hit save or something. And 20 years later, Mushrooms and Laughing Gas and Falling on My Head again replayed those few seconds right after I got knocked out, but not in memory form. It was in real life form mind is deep. Apparently the record button never really stops. The same sort of thing happened again when I was getting a massage on my neck and in a flash I was falling through the air seeing a double lane highway approaching fast. Five years prior I was in a big ATV accident and busted through a fence and dropped 20 feet onto a highway. I had a massive concussion upon impact that also took the memory of the fall through the air when I was still fully conscious. Somehow getting my neck worked on triggered that memory, which was brand new to me. It scared me to death. In my junior year of high school, Shauna, Amanda, Christina, and I were in the same creative writing class. Amanda and Christina were good friends, and Shauna and I were good friends. One night in May of 1994, Shauna and I went out to the movies to see The Crow, and on our way back home, we were talking about how we were pining for our respective crushes. She was talking about John, a French exchange student, and I spoke of Amanda, who was in my art class, and how much I hated the preppy guy that she was dating. I felt she could do better, a.k.a. me. Shauna and I talked for hours that night. We hung out for what felt like forever. I distinctly remember this night because as a 90s trench coat goth kid, I was in love with The Crow and I went to see it on opening weekend. The problem is, I didn't go on to meet Amanda until my senior year in AP art in August of that same year. I had known about Amanda. We shared a few classes together, but I didn't actually have a conversation with her until that first day of art class. And I didn't go on to have a full-on crush on her until October. I also know that it's senior year art class because that was the only class her and I had ever sat together in, which is how we got to talking. I went back a few years after and asked Shauna about it, and she distinctly remembers that night happening in junior year as well. All of these events have very strong associations, and the dates can be corroborated by what was going on at the time. To this day, I haven't been able to make any sense of this timeline. This may or may not be the right channel for this, but I'll tell you my story anyway. For as long as I can remember, I've had this memory in which I'm very young, like three to five years old, and I'm in a very tall building in a kind of mall setting, holding my mother's hand in front of a very small Taco Bell Express. To my right is the Taco Bell and a window looking outside. We were on a very high floor, and there's a building right across from the building that we're in, and that building is connected to ours by a tubular walkway. I can also see the other tube-like walkways going other directions outside of the windows. To my left, there seems to be a kind of lounge and perhaps some other stores. Nothing on the left really sticks out in my memory because it just seemed kind of normal, but the right field of my vision definitely had some kind of futuristic feeling to it. I distinctively remember seeing a large ad in the Taco Bell Express Mountain Dew Baja Blast. But I was born in 1990 and I've had this memory for as long as I can remember and the image of the glass tube walkways has always seemed eerily futuristic. Is this some kind of memory of mine from a future past life? I can't remember my mother's face in the memory, only that she definitely felt like a motherly figure which is partly why I've never brought this up to my actual mom it would be interesting to hear any of your thoughts on this memory that i've had you're the first person i've ever told any of this to for some reason i never really thought much about it but it stuck with me for the last 23 years i don't know where to put this because i don't even know exactly what happened but I'll give you as much info as I can about the circumstances. This happened back in 1991-ish or so. I'm 99% sure that my first half-sister wasn't born yet. My parents split when I was three. My brother was 18 months old. and My father had primary custody of us in New York. and My mother lived with her new boyfriend, who I greatly disliked, in New Hampshire, during our school vacations we'd go see our mom i was very attached to my mom and i still remember at 33 now being three years old and watching her back out of the driveway and never coming back for a three-year-old mind when mommy wasn't back for a few months that's never it was traumatic my dad wasn't the cuddly explain it like i'm three years old kind of dad I thought he made my mom leave when I was a kid. I resented him, but I loved him because he was my dad. My dad's house was a beautiful home in suburban Long Island. You walk in and there's a dining room to the right, a den to the left, stairs center left and a hallway to kitchen center right. Walk past the stairs and there's a living room on the left. The eat-in kitchen area was straight ahead of the entryway with the table being dead center and the kitchen just to the right of that. If you went about four feet past the kitchen, there was a half-bathroom to the left. Past that, about ten feet is the garage on the right, laundry on the left and in the middle of a French door. This door at the end of the hallway was never used and was always locked. Even the screen door on the outside was locked all the time. It had a ledge of about eight inches, handy place for a suitcase awaiting approval. And these details are important. Here's what happened next. So when this happened, I was around six or seven years old. My mom and, at the time, stepdad were picking my brother and me up. I remember my suitcase being one of those 70s style leather rectangles It was an almost terracotta color. My dad has severe OCD. When I packed for my trip to see him or to come home, my clothes had to be very neatly folded and organized in my suitcase to his specifications. I'd have to redo it or get the belt if it wasn't to his standard. Since I didn't have more than a week's worth of clothes, my clothes had to be washed and dried before packing my bag. I packed my clothes in the laundry room. The hallway with the laundry room always gave me really bad vibes. It didn't have windows or lights the whole length. I always had a feeling that there was something waiting and watching you with ill intent. I yelled out to my dad that my bag was ready for inspection and I didn't hear anything. Since the house was pretty big, I just set the suitcase on the door ledge and went to go find my dad. And here is where mom and my now ex-stepdad arrive. I ran to the door knowing full well that it was my mommy ringing the bell. I was always a mommy's girl. I cried and we hugged and I saw my stepdad over her shoulder, cringed, and then went to get my bag. My mom walks into the kitchen. I was maybe three feet from the bag when my parents start arguing I went back to the kitchen because this usually meant someone was going to end up calling the cops. No sense lugging this thing down a 20 foot hallway if I'm not going anywhere. My dad thought it'd be a good idea to have a not safe for work Polaroid of my mom on the kitchen counter when she arrived. My mom and dad are arguing and yelling. My stepdad is just sitting there watching for the moment. My brother and I, look at each other and we start silently crying then i hear some more expletives being yelled and now my stepdad has my dad by the throat about three inches off his feet time just stopped for me i closed my eyes and just let out a guttural scream that i still remember to this day it didn't sound like me and i remember feeling like i shouldn't have been able to make a sound like that Next thing I remember is hearing a gunshot and we're all on the ground with my mom over my brother and me. My dad in front of the fridge flailing like a turtle on his shell and my stepdad under the kitchen table. My mom moved her arm just enough for me to look down the hallway and see my suitcase. It wasn't on the ledge anymore. It was blown to singed pieces. My clothes were falling with burning red edges all over. You could smell the cotton burning. My dad ran to the door and opened it, looking for whoever shot at his house. Considering the backyard has a seven-foot fence and the neighbors are no more than a hundred feet away on that side, they should have heard that sound too. The neighbors were outside, but it was as if nothing had happened at all. He looked at the door after opening the top half and there wasn't any sign of a gunshot on the outside. There wasn't any sign of a gunshot on the inside. My dad never owned any kind of weapon like a gun. My stepdad wasn't stupid enough to cross state lines into New York with one. Well, My dad opens the bottom half and inspects both sides. He finds nothing. There was just my suitcase and clothes falling to pieces, burned and scattered about ten feet down this hallway from the door. I will never forget the look on my father's face when he stood there at that door looking back at me, the only one standing at this point. He just told me to come clean this mess up. I walked down that hallway with a sense of peace that I have never felt since. The next morning at my mom's house was kind of strange. My stepdad wouldn't talk to me. Nothing like that has happened since. I don't have many other weird stories in this regard unless you talk about my ghost hunting days as a teen, but this was a whole different category. I'm not sure if it's a glitch that caused it or a parallel universe colliding with ours for a moment causing damage or something completely different, so who knows? I have no idea what happened. Here's the TLDR. My stepdad attacked my dad after mom saw a not safe for work Polaroid that my dad had left out on the kitchen counter. I screamed a sound that I didn't know I could make. We heard what we thought was a gunshot and my suitcase, about 30 feet away, blew up. My clothes were shredded and singed but there were no signs of damage to the house from a gun, explosion or chemicals or fire. Hmm. You save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot. You'll feel like a big deal, even in a traffic jam. Save up to thirty percent with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. We made USAA Insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com/bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.